This is a very common mistake I see so many new social media managers make. They set up their little business Instagram page. You know, they set up, you know, Alan's social media manager. They set it all up. They share their social media hacks, their Instagram tips and tricks, blah, blah, blah. And then they sit there and go, why aren't I booking any clients? Why is no one wanting to work with me? I haven't had any inquiries. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Today, we are going to be talking about the elusive and much desired label so many people want to use to describe their business, and that is booked out. We all want to be booked out. We want to be fully booked. We want to know that our business is making the cash dollar bills and that we can kind of put this label and say that, hey, we're a success. We can't take on any more clients because we are booked out. And I think as a social media manager, we are always aspiring and working towards booking out our services. So in today's podcast episode, I'm going to be giving you eight actionable steps you can take to help book out your services more. So this is perfect if you have started your social media management journey and maybe you have a couple of clients, you've had a couple of Uh, returning clients even, but you just can't quite get to that booked out status and you want to start drawing in more clients to your books. Now, these methods I'm about to share with you today can be actually applied to any service-based business, whether you're a graphic designer, a web designer, an online coach, or whatever it may be. Um, You could definitely apply these to your business. So let's get into this. We're going to start off with tip number one or step number one, and that is choosing a niche. Now, a niche isn't the most important thing in your business, but if you're really struggling to book out your services, niching down in terms of an industry and a platform can really help make you look more attractive to potential clients. The way I teach this in my group coaching program, the Dishing Up Digital School, When you're a social media manager starting out, you want a relatively broad niche. Maybe you want two different niches. And this is because you're just starting out. You're figuring out what you want. And I don't like it when people put too much pressure on themselves in those early days to have a very specific niche because or else you're never going to find out what you really want to do and what what you're passionate about. In my case, I worked with a whole bunch of different businesses when I first started as a social media manager and then realized I really wanted to niche down and work with fashion and beauty brands. So that's that's where my journey sort of started. But I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't worked with like the pet food brands and, and the random e-commerce stores that I wasn't passionate about. And then now I'm in the position um, two years down the track in my business, two and a half years, I've really broadened out my niche. You know, I have a lot more inquiries. My business is a lot bigger. So my niche isn't so niche anymore. But when you are in those earlier stages, maybe you have a few clients, you're figuring out what you want to do. A niche can be a really fantastic idea for you. And the thing about this is it makes you look way more attractive. You know, someone who is a specialist in a specific topic is way more attractive than a generalist. 
So say it was back in my early days and I decided I wanted to niche in fashion and beauty and that was my jam. And say a potential customer came along or a potential client and they were looking at me, the specialist as a you know fashion social media manager, or they were comparing my services to say a generalist, someone who does fashion and beauty, but they also do food and restaurants. They do musicians. Maybe they do dentists and law firms. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they, do, they just do everything under the sun. If this ideal client, this client who's coming in and comparing our two services, if they are a fashion brand, who's going to look more attractive? Who are they going to want to hire? Who are they going to want to spend more money on is another key thing, you know? As a, as a specialist, you can charge more for being a specialist in your services. So it can really help when people are looking at a collection of different uh, social media managers and trying to decide which one to pick. They're going to pick the one that's more aligned with them and their business. And a lot of people have this fear that having a niche in your business is going to like restrict you in a way, put you in a box and stop you from getting clients. But the actual reality of the situation is it makes you look more attractive and you're more likely to draw in your ideal clients that you're excited and passionate to work with. And like I mentioned earlier, you can charge more when you have a niche. I always compare this to um, a surgeon versus your general practitioner, your local doctor. A heart surgeon charges more. Now, I'm not going to (laughs) compare social media managers to heart surgeons. They have definitely have a little, little bit more education than we do. But what I'm saying is, as you can see, that similar structure of how a specialist can be more in demand and charge more for their services. So that is tip number one, choosing a niche if you are in these early stages. And don't worry, niches are fluid. They might change. They will adapt just like mine has in my business as it has grown. But in these early stages of trying to book out a niche can really be a great uh, method or a great strategy to getting more clients through the door and attracting more people. Now, tip number two is understanding your client, their pain points and how you can help them. And this is where having a niche can really come in again and be really helpful because when you have a niche, you have a very specific audience. So say I want to work with local New Zealand fashion brands who are looking to grow on Instagram. So not only do I have a niche in terms of an industry, but I also have a platform. I've chosen Instagram. It means I can get really specific about my client and their wants and their needs. I can understand like, okay, well, fashion designers, they're very creative people. Maybe one of their pain points is that, you know, they're spending all of this time working on an Instagram platform and trying to understand it, understand the algorithm and hashtags and stories and what to post. They're wasting all this time doing that when they really just want to be working on their craft. They want to be sewing. They want to be designing. They want to be working on their shop and making more money. So by zoning in on your ideal client and who they are, you can understand what they might be struggling with and then how you can help them. And by having this deeper level of understanding and really exploring what your client or or customer could potentially need, it means when it comes to pitching your services or even just putting content out on your own social media pages, you can really tailor everything to call out to these people to like literally sing the perfect song with all of the needs, the wants, desires and solutions to their struggles. And I think this is something that people often overlook as social media managers. At the end of the day, we are here to serve our ideal customer, our client. We are here to make their life easier. We are a service-based business here to solve their problems. 
And if you get back to the root of what social media management is all about, this idea, you'll be able to sell a lot more confidently and pitch yourself to businesses in a sort of a much more confident manner and convert those people, get them signing on the dotted line. Tip number three is all about visibility. It's about marketing yourself. If you want to become a booked out social media manager, you need to start putting yourself out there, making sure your name is lingering out there, making sure you have your Instagram profile, a website, whatever it may be. Maybe you're doing articles. That's what I'm doing at the moment, actually, a lot, is I'm trying to get my work published on various websites, on other news sites. And this will give me the potential to reach a whole new audience as I am a pretty small social media manager. You know, I'm just a small town girl from New Zealand. (laughs) Not really small town, but you know, New Zealand is very tiny. Our population, fun fact, our population is 5 million. And the first time I went over to Australia, I was sitting in a taxi in Melbourne and they mentioned on the radio, I can't remember what the story was, that the population was 5 million just in Melbourne alone, just in one city. And I just remember that blew my little mind at that stage. (laughs) But the really awesome thing about the internet these days is it doesn't matter where you live in the world. Like I literally live in such a small country at the bottom of the globe. And I'm able to market myself and book clients from across the world. I have clients in Australia, uh, the US, as well as New Zealand and India, really all across the globe. I have worked with people everywhere and it's really exciting. And it all comes down to me marketing myself. And this doesn't necessarily mean paid advertisements and all that jazz. It's just having this general awareness and visibility online. You know, I have my Instagram profile. I have now this podcast. I have my YouTube channel. I'm active in Facebook groups. I'm getting, you know, media mentions and and articles shared on websites. Having that visibility really helps get a a constant stream of clients coming through the door. And that's been a really key thing from switching from a side hustler, you know, very much a quiet in the wings, don't want my boss to find out what I'm doing kind of set up to being a full-time social media manager. That was a really big shift for me was being able to market myself and have my website, have my Instagram and really document and share behind the scenes snippets of my business in order to market it and make sure people knew who I was. Another great thing is to just go to in-person events as well. I think this is so underrated. I always talk about the technique of growing on Instagram to get off Instagram and actually go to other platforms and, and physical places as well. But I think marketing really just explains itself. You know, the more people you reach, the more visibility you have, the more people you're going to have coming through the door, booking discovery calls and potentially signing up for your services. So if you're really struggling to book out and to get more clients, think about other platforms you could utilize, how you could market yourself. And maybe it's just a matter of like joining Facebook groups and becoming really active in Facebook groups and sharing tips in there every day if you're not quite in the position where you want to start a website website or a podcast or a YouTube channel. You know, it doesn't have to be like a textbook uh, method to market yourself. Just make sure you're visible. Make sure people are seeing your stuff. But there is one mistake people often make when it comes to marketing themselves. And that really brings me to tip number four. Don't always wait for clients to come to you. Now, in the early days of my business, how I really got started was approaching people, sending out emails, sending out pitches. You know, sometimes I would send out 20 different cold emails to businesses that I wanted to work with to just try book one new person. There is a bit of hustle in here. You know, you have to put yourself out there. You have to present your services, your offers to more and more people. 
And I think this is a very common mistake I see so many new social media managers make. They set up their little business Instagram page. You know, they set up, you know, Alan's social media manager. They set it all up. They share their social media hacks, their Instagram tips and tricks, blah, blah, blah. And then they sit there and go, why aren't I booking any clients? Why is no one wanting to work with me? I haven't had any inquiries. And then they get really annoyed and think, oh, the social media management thing is such a hoax. And they just give up and move on and try another business. And for me, I think that's why I was able to scale and build my business and quit my job so quickly was because I was very proactive. That's the key thing. The key word is to be proactive. Put yourself out there. Don't just sit around and wait for people to come to you. You know, I have that privilege now. You know, I have a very set up, well-functioning business. I operate now purely from referrals and people discovering me on Instagram or social media or my website or whatever it may be. And this is freaking awesome. I love it. It's the the dream. It's where every service-based entrepreneur wants to be in the future. But when you're starting out, you need to hustle. You need to put your offers out there to more people. I come across so many new social media managers every day on Instagram and it, it really grinds my gears when I see people with so much potential and so much talent just waiting for people to come to them, like waiting around instead of going out and being proactive. And this is why in my group coaching program, it's actually one of the very first things we talk about is how to pitch and how to send emails because I believe that's more important than learning, say, the social media strategy and Instagram hacks and all of that jazz. Because if you can't book a client, then what is the point in knowing all of that stuff? So if you are someone who has never sent a cold pitch or just approached someone that you found on Instagram or Facebook and and sent through your social media services to them, if you're listening and you are that person, I want you to this week go out and email 10 people and really put yourself out there and see how this can change the game for your business. You know, so many people say they want to be a booked out social media manager, but what are you actually doing about it? You know, maybe you're marketing yourself and it's not working. Well, then go straight to the belly of the beast. Go straight to the source and put your services and offers in front of numerous different business owners. Email it right to their inbox. Maybe even go to some networking events and pitch yourself. Maybe go down to your local cafe. If you want to work with cafes and restaurants, go there in person and ask to speak to the owner or the manager or someone about their marketing strategy. Put yourself out there. The next tip I have for you today is to ask for referrals. If you have a couple of clients you're working with, put it out there that you have bookings available and that you want to work with people and you'll be surprised what these existing clients can actually do for you. You know, they know other people in the business. They know, have other friends who might run their own thing and they might know someone who needs your help and it's such an easy thing to do. And it's how I've booked quite a few of my clients actually is just utilizing referrals, but also asking for the referrals, like just letting my clients know like, hey, I've really enjoyed working with you, but um, I also have a couple of openings starting this, you know, this month or next month for my social media services. Do you know anyone? Do you have any friends in business? I'm really looking to expand, blah, blah, blah. You know, really utilize the relationship that you already have with these clients. And it's really interesting because I've been reading this book this week called We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. And I love it. It's got some great content in there and you guys should definitely pick it up if you haven't heard of the book already. 
But in there, they Rachel really talks about this dynamic we have as as female business owners or even just uh, females in the, the career corporate field about how we are afraid of asking for what we want. You know, a lot of this gender pay gap and this gender equality comes down to the fact that men will go out there and kind of not make demands, but they'll they'll put out there what they want. They, they're not afraid to negotiate. They're not afraid to ask for more money, for more responsibility, for that pay rise, for that new position that's opened up in the company. Whereas women, we're a lot more timid. We like to just work and hustle away and hope, well, not hope, but just assume that if we keep working really, really hard and show our worth, then we will be rewarded. And in some cases, that's totally true. And I totally believe in, you know, working hard and, and giving, giving your clients the best experience. But also, there is no harm in going out there and just asking for what you want. So if you are someone who's never done this before, you've never tried asking a current client if they could, you know, if they have any other friends. And it's not it's not even like, oh, can you put me in touch or can you, you know, forward my packages to them? What I do is I'm like, do you just know anyone who needs some help or, or someone I could approach? Like, what's their Instagram handle or their website? And I still approach them. I still do all the hard work. But it's just giving you giving you ideas for people to to look into and to contact rather than going out and just trying to Google and find businesses or finding businesses on Facebook. So I thought that was a really interesting point in the book talking about how how as women we're we're almost afraid to ask for more when we really should and we really deserve it and amazing things can come out of asking for more. Tip number six is making your services stand out. Really think about how you can make yourself stand out from the crowd as a social media manager. Now what I did when I started out and something I still do is I like to say I offer a very premium or kind of like luxury social media experience. And what I mean by that is I'm a very hands-on person when it comes to working with my clients. I am someone who actually posts things manually a lot still. You know, I use scheduling for some specific clients or, you know, scheduling when, you know, I'm on holiday or I'm going out or whatever. I don't want to be on Instagram every evening posting for several different clients. But when I do schedule, I usually schedule the day off. I'm not going to go out and schedule an entire month of, of social media content in advance. And the, th- the reason why I started working in this way was because I noticed a lot of big digital marketing agencies weren't serving their clients properly because they were kind of too big. Everything was too automated. Everything was just disconnected. And I found myself in the position where I'm like, okay, well, I'm a small business, but let's use that to my advantage. Let's make my process of working with me a really hands-on, friendly experience. You know, you email me directly. You don't email an assistant or an intern or a junior. And I'm the one who's out there every day active on your social media. I post things manually and I make my clients know that or make sure that they know that I am posting manually, that I'm very engaged, that I'm different to other social media managers. And I really used that and still use it today as a selling point for my services. A point of difference from me and other big digital marketing agencies is I offer a hands-on premium experience and I pour love and effort into my clients' social media channels and accounts. And I think that's been a really great way for me to stand out from the crowd. Now, I'm not saying that you guys should copy this exact same method because, you know, you're not standing out from the crowd if you're just offering um, the exact same thing as someone else, but really put your thinking cap on and think about how you could tailor your services to serve your clients and to make yourself look more attractive than other social media managers.
The next step is all about methods and processes. So if you are a social media manager, but it's really hard to get in touch with you, you know, you don't have an email or maybe you've got your Instagram page, but there's no website links to it. There's no, there's no contact details. And instead people have to send you a DM and then it goes into your request folder and then you take three days to reply and blah, blah, blah. Having a website and some sort of easy contact or booking process is really, really key to becoming a booked out social media manager. If you have a process that's really easy for your client or customer to follow and you make it easy for them, like if you have a calendar booking system that they can immediately click on on your website and book a call with you in the next 24 hours, that's like way too onto it and snappy than for this client to sit around waiting for you to reply to their Instagram request. You know, it's way more streamlined and it's easy. And if you make things easy for your client, they're way more likely to say yes and sign up for your services. You're literally, like I said earlier in this episode, you're here to make their life easier. And if you can do that from the get-go, if you can do that from the the booking process, you're going to stand out from some other social media managers. You're going to get to them faster you know, if they send out messages to five different social media managers, but you book that call with them first, you know, you're the one who's really easy to contact, then you're way more likely to book them. They're more likely to choose you. So as an example, for me, I launched my website when I went full time and that had a, you know, a basic contact form and my business email. And that's where most people continue to contact me to this day. And I get a lot of requests through just my little, my little form on my website, on my contact page. Um, it's really useful. And I think people like that approach. You know, some more traditional business owners or more established businesses like that professionalism of being able to email you through a website versus sending you a Facebook message or an Instagram DM or something like that, which can be seen as a little bit less professional. I'm always someone who is very anti-websites in the early stage of your business purely because they take a lot of time to set up and design or they can cost you a lot of money and often it just becomes this little like roadblock from you actually starting your business and making money. So it's not totally necessary to have a website with a contact form when you're starting off but do think about it in the longer term goals. You know, if you've had, if you have booked a few clients, if you've been doing this for a few months, maybe it is time to start that little website to streamline your booking system and to make yourself look more attractive and to hopefully book out your services. The current method I also use for both my social media services, but also for my coaching and courses is I offer free discovery calls. So this is a Zoom call with me and you can actually book it through a really easy to use calendar app. Now, I had too many people <laughs> using my calendar, so I don't uh, currently, as I'm recording this, I don't currently have it linked anywhere, but if someone sends me an email or a request, I give them access to that link to book a, book a meeting, but it was really successful during the launch of my group coaching program. I just had the link in my bio of my Instagram that you could click on, and it was just labeled, you know, sign up and get a to book in for a call with me, and we can chat about my services and my programs, so that was really fantastic for that situation. But again, I got a bit overwhelmed. So I, t <laughs> I turned that function off. But I do know there are a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of social media managers that have some kind of calendar booking system that you people can automatically access. It means they can book in a meeting with you without having to go through like an email chain or wait for your response, which is fantastic. Okay, we have made it to the last tip of this little episode. The very last tip, tip number eight for how to become a booked out social media manager is to raise your prices. Now that might be a bit confusing to some of you. You might think, ah, oh, but Ellen, 
Uh, shouldn't I be offering like discounts or special deals if I want to book more people? And yes, that is one approach. But for me and my experience running my social media management agency and scaling to six figures, the key thing for me was charging good rates. It was charging myself high rather than having to work with like 15 clients who only wanted to pay me between 200 and like $700. I really pivoted this year to working with less clients who paid me more. And that really makes it easier to book out your services. Like if you charge between 800 and I don't know, one and a half thousand dollars, this is New Zealand dollars, by the way, converted to US, it's a little bit lower than that. But if you're charging that sort of money, it means you only need like four or five clients to book out your services rather than having to have 10 different clients and being like really scatterbrained between all of these different clients and having to switch gears when you're writing posts for each with different ones. Instead, you have like a much more streamlined business and a much more profitable business. For me, it's been a complete game changer because my business and, and my lifestyle really is all about having freedom and flexibility and time. And it's really hard to have that, you know, stress-free, uh, relaxed kind of business if you're going to be serving and looking after 15 clients. Of course, you have the option to hire more team members and outsource work. And I did try that approach. But for me, I, I like the less is more approach. I like the quality over quantity. So if you are looking to become a booked out social media manager, do look at raising your prices. Price yourself as the premium, like best social media service out there. And really, I think raising your prices also helps with your marketing in that sense. You know, you can market yourself as this more expensive, you know, the investment social media manager, you know, the one that everyone wants to invest in and pay more because you do the best job. And yeah, that's really my eight, my eight tips. Just a quick summary there. My first one was choose a niche. Second one, understand your client and their pain points. Number three was market yourself and increase your visibility. Number four, don't always wait for clients to come to you. Number five, ask for referrals from your current clients. Number six, how can you make your services stand out from the crowd? Number seven, create an easy contact and booking process. And of course, number eight, raise your prices. I hope Hope all of those tips were helpful. I hope you took away some little golden nuggets from this episode. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and make sure you stay up to date on my Instagram. My username is at Alan McKenzie. And with that note, I am going to sign off today and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.